Salison here. Welcome to episode 2. In the previous episode, I explained a little on how I came to be diagnosed with depression and how I realized I needed help and went around to get it. In this episode, which I have titled What Do I Like? I will try to answer to you the next question that came um, after I started my journey to get over depression. One of the main things I have been told to help cure depression and anxiety is um, to dedicate time to do things you like. One of the most beneficial things you can do to disconnect your mind from stress and anxiety is just to focus your mind on something else, or as my therapist suggested, to have um, healthy hobby. When I got asked what I liked to do, I hesitated and and said, well, watch Netflix. Um, my therapist kindly pointed out that watching TV wasn't really a hobby, but more like a distraction. So I thought a little bit more and came up with sewing and playing instruments, even though I'm not very good at any of it. But um, he gave me a homework. He asked me to dream and write down what I would like to do if I could. With zero limitations, meaning dreaming with no money limit, age limit, health limit, nothing. Just free daydreaming. I went home and I remember trying um, to dream. Uh, and the only thing I could come up with was Freddie Mercury in Live Aid. Um, not that I wanted to be Freddie Mercury, but I dreamed of being someone, you know, so talented, so creative and amazing that could inspire a whole stadium full of people to sing along with me. So uh, since I couldn't come up with anything else, I decided to leave it there and, and went to sleep. A couple of days went by and I got back to see my therapist and I forgot he was expecting me to come with a list of dreams. So I remember sitting there in the waiting room thinking, um, well, what can I write? Um, maybe singing in a choir because I like singing or maybe sewing children's clothes or maybe learning how to properly play piano because I play just by ear. I, I have no idea how to read music. So I started to panic um, as the time for my appointment was coming up and I didn't have anything written. And then I thought, well, maybe this means something. I can't really bullshit, you know, this guy with this. Um, so I thought I'd better face the music and, and tell him. I can't come up with anything convincing um, that I would like to do. So, yeah, that's what I did. I told him I couldn't come up with anything. And he actually understood. So we started to talk about other things I like to do. And I mentioned that I really like to listen to podcasts, that I had discovered podcasts um, a few years ago, and I had become a huge fan of some of them, uh, listening episodes on a daily basis. And, and I remember he asked me if, if I had ever done one. So I explained that I had recorded some voice messages for my girls, sort of like a mini podcast telling them about myself and or how I met their dad or about them when they were babies, etc. 
Um, and as we were talking about it for a, for a few minutes, suddenly he interrupted me um, to tell me if I had noticed how I was smiling. Um, I, I was actually smiling a lot when talking about recording the podcast uh, for my girls. And when he said that, I immediately knew that, that this was it. Um, I could put podcasting on my list. I already had some equipment, I had a microphone, I had a software, I knew how to use it. So I had admired um, my favorite hosts for so long and, and the thrill of thinking that I could become one was super exciting. Even if nobody were going to listen to it, um, this would be a creative, creative um, outlet for me, something I could enjoy by myself. And maybe somehow my podcast reaches someone else and enjoy it even better. Immediately after deciding that it was um, a great idea to make a podcast, my self-doubt crept in, of course. And I started thinking, well, what do I do it about? What do I like to talk about? Do I know enough about anything to talk in a podcast? For me, all the podcast hosts were some sort of experts in the in the matters they were talking about. So it was very daring, um, very um, daunting to think of a subject to talk about that I could know enough. The honest truth is that my listening preference, um, my listening preferences, focus almost entirely on true crime with only a few other variations like conspiracies and psychology and forensic science and, and one or two comedic and miscellaneous podcasts. Um, but true crime podcasts are so popular and there's so many that I really didn't think I could add anything to it. Though I have never abandoned that idea, <laughs> at least not yet, but particularly living in New Zealand where crime exists but in such a lesser degree compared to other countries like the UK or, or the US or even Australia, um, I didn't think um, True Crime would be the f ideal first podcast for me to record. So I discarded the subject for now, um, especially because I'm new to podcasting. So I thought, I'd, you know, I better start with something easier, like, um, like what my therapist suggested, mental health. Since um, being diagnosed with depression, I noticed um, that a friend of mine was going through a similar situation and I could somehow connect with her and by telling her my experience uh, with therapy, she decided to look for help too. So having helped her by just talking about my experience made me realize that even if I could help, at least one person by telling them my story um, maybe that's why I should focus on um, in my podcast share my struggles with motherhood depression anxiety and maybe someone might relate to to my experiences and find them comforting so here I am this episode was meant to be about me discovering what I like and Besides podcasting, I do have other interests um, that have surprised me quite a bit. From my days in high school, I never had a particularly good 
outcome from my art classes. I used to struggle to follow directions for artistic expression, so to speak. And I will always end up with either buying some of my classmates' drafts and presenting them as mine, or just putting, you know, the minimum effort in order to get a pass on the task. This experience made me believe for many years that I simply didn't have the artistic chip on my brain, that painting or drawing just wasn't for me. So when I got offered an opportunity to do a mindfulness through art class, I thought it could be an interesting um, way to learn something new, so I went for it. I went to the class um, completely open-minded and just decided to run with it without expecting anything. After all, I hadn't picked up a pastel or a brush um, in years. So I sat there with the art therapist, which is a very nice lady, and um, there without any fanfare, I just followed her directions. And soon enough, between, you know, like-hearted conversation and a couple of colors and um, a little nice piece of art emerged. She kindly praised it, um, but what surprised me the most was that I liked it. That for once I stopped being so judgmental of my own capacity and, and that I had created something I liked. It might not be the greatest work of art she has ever seen or I have ever seen, um, but it was mine and it was actually nice and I had enjoyed um, doing it. This class helped me notice how throughout my life I have always put pressure on myself to do things that other people will approve rather than searching for my own approval. That's how um, it was when I was doing art classes at school. I never, I never was satisfied with my creations because I guess I always thought that the teacher wouldn't like it. I usually ended up with whatever I could come up on the last day um, before the art was due um, because I had discarded the other drafts due to my own self-doubt. I guess that's why it was easier for me to just buy drafts from from my classmates because I had a classmate that always had good grades in art. So by buying one of her drafts, I was sure that I will have at least a pass and without running the risk of being judged by my own creation. Besides podcasting and painting with pastels, I also um, gave a chance to sewing. I had joined a class in the past, and um, one this last year. During my first class in 2019, I, I did a dress for my older daughter and a set of pants for my younger one. But this year, um, when facing the decision of picking a pattern, um, I started obviously to search through the kids' catalog first and bought a couple of things. But then, um, as I was closing the patterns magazine, I saw a simple, nice dress and I thought, oh, what if I do something for myself during this term? And yeah, I bought it. I bought the pattern and, and decided to do it. When I got to my first class, um, I remember getting there about half an hour late, so everyone had introduced themselves and were already working 
you know, cutting their patterns and, and doing, you know, um, basic things. And I noticed that there was one guy amongst the class attendees. Um, this was odd because um, the previous class I had attended, it was always women. And this class in particular, it was six women and one man. So it wasn't really um, normal or it didn't look normal. Um, so I went and introduced myself um, to everyone. Um, and I noticed that this young guy was doing a formal evening dress for his fiance. I asked him if, if um, it was his first time sewing and he said yes. So my first thought was obviously like he probably didn't read the instruction about choosing an easy pattern to begin with. But then I actually realized how cool it was that a man with like no previous knowledge of sewing um, was there challenging himself to be in a room full of women sewing an extremely diff difficult garment with an awful unforgiving fabric. Um, but he seemed fine and happy so it was very inspiring for me. He doesn't even know it, but I really admire his um, bravery and decided to challenge myself with something a bit harder. So I bought yet another pattern and decided to do two garments for myself instead of just one. By the end of, um, of the six weeks of my sewing classes, he actually managed to finish most of the dress. And his beautiful fiancé came for a fitting session and the dress looked absolutely lovely on her. So um, it was really well done. So yes, I explored sewing, pastel painting and podcasting. But I have to admit that the most fun for me is podcasting. I don't know, maybe it's because it's, you know, a constant source of new ideas and things to explore and things to talk about. Um, and as I am doing this podcast, I also have another one that I'm recording for my girls, as I mentioned before, um, for when they grow up. So I tell them stories about myself and their dad, our love story and childhood stories and uh, pregnancy and baby phase experiences and, and hoping, yeah, that someday, uh, hopefully they will enjoy listening to it. I also have on my mind um, some other ideas about wine and true crime, um, but I guess I need to also pace myself to explore things slowly, um, just not to get too overwhelmed uh, with everything. The takeaway note um, I want to share with you today is about things you like. Do you know what, what is your favorite hobby? Have you tried something that you think you might not be good at? I hope um, through this podcast I motivate you to try something new. Maybe you also limit yourself for no reason as I do. And maybe try to discover a new hobby. Try to think out of the box and maybe go to a pottery class or drawing class, sewing class um, or whatever sounds uh, really different or foreign to you. You never know. You might end up finding something you never knew you could do. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you liked it um, please um, feel free to subscribe as I will be posting more episodes fortnightly hopefully um, again feel free to message me to my email below or follow my social media at um, there I am podcast on Instagram 
and yep yeah, i hope you have a lovely week and see you next time bye